Well, good morning, everybody. I can't believe how far we've come this year already. Now, I know I've not done a podcast for a while, and that's mainly because I've been focusing on my Facebook profile, trying to get that moving and shaking, and we've managed to do that. And I've now got the uh, coveted blue tick on Facebook, which is absolutely awesome. So I wanted to drop by today just to have a very quick five minute update on what's going on in the property markets. And I've been scouring the news this morning and goodness me, it's like the OK Corral out there right now. You look at all of the Facebook feeds and all of the property groups on Facebook and it doesn't seem to be much positive stuff going on right now. Now, we did have a little bit of a glimmer of hope towards the beginning of this week when we heard through some of the big tabloids that Liz Truss was about to um, pull back on the repeal of the Section 21 and actually not go ahead with it. And then the day later, she actually said that she was going ahead with it. So we all got a little bit of confused and I don't know what's really going to happen with that. It looks like it's set at the moment that it is still going to get repealed. So I want to just add a bit of a positive slant on that today. And I think that, you know, we kind of grip hold of the worst headlines on a daily basis and over-sensationalise them. And I think that with the Section 21 element, if we look at the history of, you know, why Section 21 is here, I think it has been abused a little bit. And I think landlords then did start to use Section 21 as an excuse to get rid of tenants that perhaps were asking for repairs to be done and they were misusing the the legislation. It wasn't really designed for that. So if it goes, I think what I'd like to ask you to do first of all is think about how many times you've used Section 21 in the last 12 months. In fact, if you've been investing for five years or more, just try and go back and see how many times you've actually used it. Now, I think I can only talk personally from me and from my business. And over the last 12 months, we have used it twice. And we've used it for the right reasons, uh, one of which was because we had a rent-to-rent property that we needed to give back to the owner. The owner wanted it back, didn't want the tenants because he was going to go back and live in it. So I think that we actually rely on Section 8 more. So if we've got tenants that aren't paying... um, They've got to be two months in arrears for the relevant grounds, which is 10 and 11, I believe. And we rely on Section 8 for that. So I think what the government will have to do is give us a more robust Section 8 element of evictions and tighten that element up a little bit more. But I do worry that the government are going to start pushing private landlords out Now, what's going to happen if private landlords get pushed out of the sector, then, you know, there really isn't enough social housing. And the social housing we have got is generally a very low standard. But then when we've got incentives and, you know, the government then starts to come back and ask private landlords for help. I mean, very often, um, not so much this year, but certainly over the last 10 years, we get approached quite a lot from our council asking if we would like to give them some of our houses for them to use for their stock for you know, for social housing. So, you know, one, on one side, we, we, we get asked for a favour, but on the other side, they take things away. So what's in the news today? Well, this morning, and this is sourced from propertyinvestortoday.co.uk, Labour is backing a rent freeze in Scotland. 
and flirting with one in England, but it's just stopped one being imposed in Wales. Welsh nationalist politicians in the Plaid Cymru party made the call for a freeze in the Welsh Parliament. They were hoping to follow the footsteps of Scotland, where nationalists and Green Party politicians run the government jointly. Now, in Wales, however, senior Labour ministers warned of unintended consequences of a rent freeze, such as landlords resorting to short lets or simply quitting the sector and selling up altogether. In particular, Housing Minister Julie James said that she wanted to target the support at the people who are most vulnerable and make sure they stay in their homes, but insisted we don't want to drive landlords away from the market. Instead, she called on the UK government to unfreeze housing allowance, which has not kept up with rent rises. Now, I think the government very often see private landlords as fat cats, you know, rich people that are making loads and loads of money. And it simply isn't like that. Maybe some of the influences um, that we see on Facebook and social media drive towards that perception because, you know, over the last 10 years or so, People that are bragging about how much they make out of property, driving around in top end cars that are probably leased, you know, um, showing properties that they rent themselves as being their homes and then and that's where they live. And maybe that's, you know, not helping the industry give that really bad perception on what we do make. Now, most private landlords have probably only got one property, maybe two, and they rely on that as a pension. And now that's just getting squeezed. It's harder and harder. Now, there's another news report in today as well from propertyinvestortoday.co.uk. It's an activist report saying that they're going to train people to resist evictions. One of the many activist groups in the so-called Renters Reform Coalition has pledged to train people across the country to resist evictions. Now, the group called ACORN, doesn't specify how this resistance will manifest itself. The group issued the statement following speculation that the government would renege on its pledge to scrap landlord section 21 eviction powers. However, this happened before the latest U-turn by Prime Minister Liz Truss, who now says section 21 will after all, be abolished. So this is a president, you know, president, she's not president, is she? This is a prime minister that says that she won't be turned. But the minute there was speculation on not going ahead with the repeal of Section 21, and there was a lot of pushback, she's now decided that actually it will go ahead after all. So is this a, a you know, a, a prime minister that will be turned because of public votes and public opinion? Is she just out there to win favours and to win votes? I suppose she is. She's a politician after all. The ACORN statement says, if the government won't protect renters, then we will. ACORN stands up for our members and communities. If ACORN are going to train people to resist evictions, then simply what's going to happen is that that tenant is going to end up with a bad credit history, a bad credit score, a bad reference, and they're going to find it even harder to get any private accommodation moving forwards. Now, if tenants are going to resist eviction, what's going to happen is they're going to be um, asked to attend a possession hearing at court. If that's awarded in the landlord's favour, then the tenant is going to get costs and very likely 
I suspect there'll be an arrears at this stage as well, which will end up going for county court judgments and attachment of earnings orders, and it's going to screw their credit file up. Now, do they not care about this? They're training people to sit there and wait for the eviction process. At the end of the day, the reality is, if a tenant's going to get evicted through the courts, through the right reasons, it's going to happen. It might take a while to do it. So why not just accept that, save your credit rating and move on because it's inevitable it's going to happen anyway. Crazy, right? So the biggest headline today in the news is that the Prime Minister's questions yesterday, um, Labour MP Graham Stringer asked about media reports based on leaks from the government that the Liz Truss administration would drop a commitment to scrap Section 21 eviction powers. He said, going back on commitments to end no-fault evictions is an act of extreme callousness. Can the Prime Minister reassure the 11 million private renters in the country that she will carry out the commitment to get rid of no-fault evictions? And the reply from our Prime Minister was, I can. Now, it is unclear whether the other elements of the renters' reform bill will also go ahead as planned or whether they will change, as it is believed that Housing Secretary Simon Clark would like to change some of those elements. The renters' reform bill is known to include these measures, which may or may not be favoured by the Trust administration. That's to remove Section 21 of the Housing Act to reform possession grounds for landlords, to apply the legally binding decent homes standard in the private rental sector, introduce a new ombudsman for private landlords and introduce a new property portal to help landlords understand their obligations. All going a bit nuts right now. Let's look at the positive side of things, folks. We know that property only ever goes up in value, right? We might have a wobble. We might have an up and down over the 18-year property cycle. But what other investment can you get that pays you monthly and goes up in value at the same time? Hope that was useful. I'll be back soon. Don't forget to follow. Take care. 